let the hogs out. Welcome to Hog Planet, where we weigh, tag, and grade all of the hogs, the gluttonous people in politics and culture. And uh, as always, this is Dan Spaventa at Spaventacular on Twitter and Instagram. I'm actually using Instagram now, which I hated until like three weeks ago. Um, and I'm joined, as always, by my good friend, Sam, uh, Sam Lewis. Sam, how are you? I'm doing all right. Um, enjoying the return of, the, of a ho- another Hog Planet episode. And uh, I think today we're planning to revel in some cancellations as well as other current events. Yes, and, and joining us today is a man who, honestly, the second I thought about having him on the show, I was like, oh, yeah, this is going to be perfect. Um, <laughs> Ian Miller, an old friend of mine from college, uh, an artist, a fashion guru. Uh, he's got the coolest haircut I've ever seen. Uh, Ian, uh, why don't you introduce yourself for uh, the Hog Planet audience? All right. What's up, Hogs? Um, we're actually, I think we're going to start calling them the Gavones. Ooh, I like that. That's which, much, which I had to look up better. in a Sopranos uh, glossary to make sure it wasn't a slur. <laughs> um, so, yeah, my name is Ian Miller. Um, I'm just a light-skinned brown guy living in the suburbs, you know? Yeah, where are you uh, living now, Ian? I am in Rockland County, just outside the city, uh, the great big apple, uh, you know. Not to be weird, but is, is it like a mostly, is it like all white there? Do you, do you, um, you know what I mean? My, yeah, the, well, the neighborhood that I used to live in, um, not so much. The neighborhood that I currently live in, definitely more so. Uh, but I, I can, these white people are fine. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, hey, we're, we're Sam and I are white white people. We're Jews, you know. We, we accept that, you know. Hey, you're listen, Jews, not white people. Don't oh. let that. Let's not talk about like. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Thank you. You're Jew. I mean, Nazi flag at a Bernie rally. Not exactly. just white people. Anyway, Ian, I just off the top. I mean, this is we're going to talk about like some cancellations that have occurred since the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor murders. Um, Absolutely. Do you think cancel culture is like a real thing? Because I I go back and forth. Like it is and it isn't. So what's your take on the cancel culture discourse? Because it Uh, it can get pretty stupid sometimes. It can. Yeah. And I think that it can kind of happen too fast, which is why it often comes across as stupid, right? Like uh, someone says something that someone else who has equal clout does not like they out them to their fan base. And then that person who said or did some problematic shit swings like 180, the opposite direction at the drop of a dime. And it's kind of like, are you learning anything from anything? Is this just like, I, I'm trying to get as many people back on my side in like a capitalist sense. I want to just like be the man that people listen to, buy things from, et cetera, et cetera. It, you know. So I think an example of that, like, uh, that I remember was Barbara Ehrenreich, who's like one of the great like lefty writers. She made like a bad joke about Maria Kondo in a tweet and was getting like dragged. Like this was like two years ago or something, but I just right. remember this reminded me of that. And like, she, as, as if she didn't like 
work her whole life to like write books like Nickel and Dimed and uh, the, her new book about how the healthcare system is, you know, fucking over old people for money. Um, you know, to, to, to just like throw her out because of that, it's, it's a little r ridiculous, especially when it's from a bunch of like guys who still post guillotine images on Twitter, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I agree. I think that it's things like that. Um, nothing really marinates anymore. No, um, it, it happens like, immediately. And then that person who was canceled is never to be heard from again. And um, they may very well have valid points to still make that we will never hear about because of that one time they said some questionable shit. Now that questionable shit should not get swept under the rug, but I think what's come of the cancel culture, like I was saying a little bit earlier, right? Like you have to be in charge of canceling yourself because that is like some self-preservation kind of shit. If I can say some horrid deplorable shit after being the man who. I mean, we all have in our feelings. lives, right? I mean, exactly, all, right? Yeah, like, when we, like, like, it, like you know, edge lord humor was big when we were. I mean, like, what in college yeah. or before that? Yeah, yeah. Um, people who are still clinging to that, they really found that to be like, this is who I am. This is. I think I don't know. Cancel culture, kind of like over in fifty years, right? When cancel culture is like an established thing in American uh, society, we're gonna see the it. Supreme Court will rule on cancel culture. Yeah, exactly. And it's gonna be like some European like fringe. Like, yeah, there's a Nazi party that exists, and you know, like we know exactly who they are and where they are, but they don't have a TV station to broadcast. Right? It's like, you know, it's just smaller, but it's not eliminated because. It's a fucking ecosystem, right? Like, and, if, and if anything, the smaller, like, non-mainstream platforms, like, Sam, we talk about this, like, you know, th they still are pretty popular and they're growing, you know? Like, people are watching less of the mainstream shit right now. Even in podcasting, I heard that, like, the sort of, like, lefty podcasts are, the numbers are going up, but the corporate podcasts are, so, like, going down. Uh, Sam, what do you think about all this? Because uh, I want to bring you in here. Well, regarding cancel culture, I think like when people talk about cancel culture, nine times out of ten, uh, people aren't talking all about the same thing. Uh, I think it's really useful to think about examples of people who have been canceled. Like I'm old enough to remember uh, the Dixie Chicks were canceled hardcore. Right. They were. In the mid oh my god, they were for um, speaking out against the Iraq War. I mean, that also kind of happened to like Michael Moore. Um, so I, I don't know, it, it, it's, whenever we're like talking about cancel culture these days, there's this kind of like platonic ideal of the, you know, the pink haired SJW, you know, furious that someone has tweeted something bad or something like that. But there are like a lot of like different weird examples of people who've been actually like actually had their careers like kind of ruined or like tapered at least you know because i mean the dixie chicks were like successful before i'm sure they're doing fine now they, they, i'm sure they survived the bush years but um i remember also an, a historical one like sinead o'connor what had like something in her music video that was against like the pope no, she uh, she tore up a photo of the pope on saturday night live right that was, that's that what, was what it was yeah that's what it was and um and you know she's she's irish and they're huge on on the pope in uh ireland and because uh, it's a big Catholic country, but um, she also like had her career kind of like cut short, I think, by that uh, instance. So, I mean, yeah, nowadays we get like a lot of the stuff that we're about to talk about where mainly, I mean, especially with the ones after the uh, George Floyd protests, it was mostly people tweeting something about like 
uh, like Trina, for example, saying that the people doing looting were like animals and people jumped on her for that. And I don't know, these days, yeah. it's kind of like yeah. if someone that, has that a bad, exactly, that if takes. someone has a bad take now, like, like, okay, Trina has a bad take now. Again, she was successful up to this point. I'm sure her career is like, is it, is it, was, is someone getting canceled? Someone, you know, getting called out for a bad tweet and then they have to lay low for a couple months and then they come back and people basically act like nothing happened. We'll mention it later, but Chris D'Elia, I mean, you know, there's, I've seen the cancel culture thing being talked about about him. And, you know, if you haven't heard, he's uh, basically a giant pedophile, uh, com- you know, giant comedian Chris D'Elia. Um, he's not going to go to jail. No. He might just, like, lo- nah, he's going to lose work. Not. That's yeah. not, like, being canceled is, like, what? You can't, you can't be a clown anymore? Whereas, Sorry. okay, someone, <laughs> someone else who did. If I still find him funny, like, it just begs <laughs> all these questions. I mean, there yeah. may be something in an old episode, right? It's like, oh, you know what? That's still pretty they did, funny. They did cut the Workaholics yeah. episodes out of the streaming, so that yeah. he was on where he played a child molester. I just, that just crossed the wire, so I'm glad we got to get that on the show. <laughs> yeah. But it is interesting to compare someone like Chris D'Elia versus, okay, like, let's get extreme here. What about, like, R. Kelly, who, I mean, more documented <laughs> examples of being a pedophile and doing pedophilic acts and, like, having sex slaves and stuff like that, like, very yeah. fucked up and awful shit. And He's getting canceled by like the like the state, right? Like there's there's canceled like you get sent to jail. Like there's canceled like people don't want to listen to your songs for a couple of months. There's canceled where like you know I mean like and people get canceled and they get like uncanceled. I remember seeing with like Kanye West. Of course, Kanye West like expressed support for Trump and also um what like said the the awful like slavery was a choice for people, which is I mean patently untrue, obviously yeah, like, based on the term. But he said slavery um, the Holocaust too that I, that, I, that I've locked out of my memory because yeah it's, absolutely it's, it's, but it's a little but, much but now recently people are like oh he donated like millions to george floyd and i'm like has his career really suffered from uh, this chicago he was out there in the streets and it's you know you can kind of like go home kanye you wore the red hat it's over right. and yeah like you you can't keep flip-flopping i hate that phrase it just reminds me yeah. of like msnbc cucks like, you know. <laughs> john Kerry. yeah oh lord <laughs> It's just, it's too easy to fly from 100% back to 0%, back to 100%. And yeah, okay, Kanye says some fucked up, insensitive shit, and then he gets canceled. And then he shows up protesting out in the streets in Chicago for the George Floyd and Breonna Terra murders. And, it, and now he's uncanceled. And at some point, he might say some weird, you know, robots should take us over. And it's like, if something's going to happen in the near future. Oh, someone's yeah. Gonna take, and it's like, can we just understand that, like, okay, there's this guy, and yeah, he's done some good shit, yeah, he's done some bad shit, and he's just this guy. Even for me, he was one of my favorite musicians. Like, I, lo- I loved the, the, some of those albums, and they still yeah. do, but it's like, he sucks now. It's just true. All right, let's, yeah. we'll continue the cancellation talk in a minute, but there's a couple things I want to talk about. Um, I know this is, I think this episode is going to come out on Friday, but we have to talk about the Tulsa Trump rally. Uh, Sam, uh, can you give us a little background on the Tulsa Trump rally? I know that there was a waiver that, that attendees had to sign so that they could not sue if they got the coronavirus. There was yeah. also a guy like in a diaper outside because he claimed that, you know, like the CDC says you can spread COVID through like farts. So he was like, don't worry, I'm wearing my ass mask. And it was yes. just like another conservative guy wearing, literally wearing a diaper. 
God, that was actually the first thing I was going to bring up about the Tulsa <laughs> <Sorry>. rally. <laughs> Sorry to step on you there. No, no problem. But uh, to my knowledge, it was it was indoors. Um, obviously, we've covered. I think we've talked a little bit about the people who think that wearing a mask is a sign of being a liberal pussy. I believe like Johnny Cash's granddaughter had that, who was like a child, had that screamed at her at a Walmart. Like she walked into a Walmart with her mom wearing a mask because she's like a kid and like, you know, she doesn't want to get sick with the virus. And uh, someone called her a liberal pussy. So, which is amazing. But um, so- it's funny because in a lot of places you get yelled the same, you would get yelled at for not wearing it. So it's like this country is just so weird. No, definitely. Like, um, I don't know, living, living in D.C., like, it doesn't take long to drive into Virginia to parts to get to some, you know, pretty rural areas. And uh, so, but you never, like, some places enforce, the, like, the, you know, grocery stores, you have to wear a mask and they have all the stuff up. I, it's, it's hard to tell if you've driven far enough outside of D.C. to get yelled at for wearing the mask or for not wearing the mask. But, um, of course, it's, yes. So, like I said, it's become this big flashpoint for conservatives, become this, like, big, you know, freedom thing for them and um and yeah so to my knowledge it was indoors it was like over ten thousand people and barely any masks i saw i saw some clips yep like barely any masks these are old boomers not wearing masks like literally literally this is a boomer remover like some people are gonna get the coronavirus from this fucking event and And i see you laughing i don't are, are you accept are you accepting that trump supporters innocent trump supporters who decided to go to a crowded room during coronavirus <laughs> um, pass away i mean <laughs> honestly man uh okay. sorry uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Look, there are a lot of people on earth um so <laughs> I, we gotta i don't know listen gotta, I, i'm not saying you need to get a haircut just a trim just get a trim. It's, it's amazing too because these are all the white nationalists who are like, the white race is dying out. So now let me put myself in a crowded room as an older man with a ton of people who might have a very deadly disease. Um, yeah. We're doing also, this for the cause of the white race. Uh, also, Eric Trump shared a full on QAnon meme, like where we, where we go one, we, where we go one, we go all, which is, I mean, uh, Sam, give us the two sentence summary for those just joining us of, of QAnon, please. So the, QAnon is a loosely a loose organization of people who seem to believe that Trump is carrying out a secret plan to destroy the deep state. They do believe that Trump will be executing all of the liberal pedophiles that control the world currently. So that's what that's about. My thing with the Eric Trump meme does like does Eric Trump know anything? I don't think he knows what he was retweeting. He just saw a meme. It was like, his brain's so low effort. He's just, he's just smashing the share button. I don't, I don't think he's like, I think if you asked him what he was reporting that he's the smart one, which is disturbing to me. No, no, there there is no smart one. (laughs) The kind of dude who will like send you an album and it's like, well, you only listen to the first song and this is actually a shit album, dude. This is (laughs) not at all what I'm into or like the people who will repost things. And it's like, do you see this article? And it's like, yeah, I read the caption, but the, this article has a lot of fucking holes in it or like the optics of this are really not like poignant enough for me to be like, oh, this is something I should pay attention to or take inspiration from. It's just like, hey, here's something kind of good. I don't know. There's really nothing substantial about it. Yeah, it has the energy of like when your parents see something and they don't, again, like don't read the article and be like, oh, this is like relevant to your interest and they send it over to you. And you're just yeah, like, it's exactly like that. Yeah. Um, 
I also feel like we have to bring up this thing. I don't know if it's true or not, but apparently the K-pop stands uh, reserved so many free tickets that a lot of the room was empty. Um, God Ian, bless. could you give us like like I feel like you're you're more in, plugged into this maybe on the K-pop. What, what is expert. what is the K-pop thing like? Why like what are they? Why are they like like woke now? Um, you don't have to give me the whole lowdown on K-pop, but just when did they like turn against Trump or something? So Asian pop music, right? Like Japanese hip hop, Korean hip hop, right? China still has like its own thing. Like talk to any K-pop fan who's like, you know, 25 or older. And they'll be like, yeah, I was also a J-pop fan. And you want to talk about C-pop? And you're like, that will c-pop is kind of like that no we don't touch that that's still a little too weird for us that's it's anyway um and i i will concede to that yeah that's true um but it's a i don't know i think it's an extension of the realization that yellow peril supports black power and we can't just do all of these like tiktok videos with like yo these are hip-hop dances these are like these these people are you know making millions faster than we've ever seen before these k-pop fans right bts is like the most popular boy band in like i don't know a solid half of like central and south american countries you know like we're no longer interested in american hip-hop we've got like this other lens to experience that through so they basically use social media now to kind of like like you said, the, yeah, you said they, before, they, like White Lives Matter, they took over that hashtag or something. Over, if you were, to, if you go on Instagram or something and put in put in the hashtag White Lives Matter, I think like every other post is like some K-pop boy band like twelve second little TikTok esque snippet of like just like you know heart swoon, you know teenage like oh this is like such a dreamy pop star kind of thing. I, I just to just to fuck with people. It's working, I guess. Yeah, I fuck it with it. To be. I it's great. Yeah, yeah. I've heard they also um, organize people to donate to like Black Lives Matter and raise a ton of money through that because there's just so many people who are, I don't know, obsessed with this like K-pop stan culture, even yeah. outside of Korea. I mean, obviously. you know, they're good. They they dance. They dance really good. I, I mean, there's they're definitely cool. like a, a colorism issue that like uh, every single fucking nation has one to some degree, but like everyone kind of understands like, all right, guys, like these are, these are like black inspired dance moves, you know, like I, we can't just like not give a fuck at all about what's happening because, you know, it's, it's, Oh, it's trickle down, right? Like we're big K-pop fans and we need Beyonce and Rihanna to stay alive. So like, like we're not ever going to be into that the way that we maybe should be. Um, but three years down the road, they're going to see some shit that like was directly inspired by some Beyonce or Rihanna thing. And it's like, well, you know, that's why we needed them to be alive three years ago so we can get it now. And it's, you know, understanding relativity. So it seems like that scene is at least in the right place in terms of like American politics, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I don't really care if they support like, you know, sharding Joe Biden, but. You yeah, know. they. I, I, yeah, I, I think that they're kind of on the whole doing doing good work. Um, yeah. You know. Um, what about uh, okay the Trump glass of water thing? Uh, that's the last thing I want to touch on in the Tulsa rally. So Ian and I watched it right before this. Sam, have you seen it? No, I have not seen this video. 
Ian, can you describe just what we saw with the glass of water thing? I was really reading the, like, I was reading the captions. I'm going to punch <laughs> that in. Yeah, I'm going to. Oh, yeah, yeah, pull that up. So he looks very moist. He looks very, like, weak. Like, this is, like, the, the, the right-wing, like, alpha king. And he's, like, just, I mean, he looks shaky and, like, he does, you know, People always said, like, oh, Trump, you know, say what you want, but he's really strong and has so much endurance. Like, no, I think he just does a lot of amphetamines and looks like shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, going back to KFC being his favorite food, I mean, it's actually, you know, it's funny. I like that uh, YouTube can't get the closed captioning right. I mean, they never do. He takes a small sip and he tosses the water away. Like, I don't need this shit. I'm stronger than water. <laughs> what, dude? What the he literally like is cheered by these these pathetic boomers for drinking water. It wasn't only the ramp. Did you have water? I said, yeah. I was speaking for a long time. I didn't want to drink it, but I wanted to wet my lips a little bit. You know, you're drinking for you're working hard up there with the sun pouring down on you. I love this location. The sun's like this. This way they save on lighting, right? That's why they did it, probably. So what happens is I said, what does it have to do with water? They said, you couldn't lift your hand up to your mouth with water. I said, I just saluted 600 times like this. And this was before I saluted. So what's the problem? She said, well, I know what you did. You had on a very good red tie that's a sort of expensive. It's silk because they, they look better. They have a better sheen to them. And I don't want to get water on the tie. And I don't want to drink much. So I lifted up the water. I see we have a little glass of water. Where the hell did this water come from? Right. Where did it come from? And I looked down on my tie because I've done it. I've taken water and it spills down into your tie. It doesn't look good for a long time. And frankly, the tie is never the same. So I put it up to my lip, and then I say, because I don't want it, to, just in case. And they gave me another disease. They gave me another disease. And then he throws it like a, you know, like, like a mic drop thing. Uh, okay. And, uh, uh, do we have anything else on this or, or are we ready to move on? Uh, um, I mean, that's like male fragility, like peak male fragility right there. It's nuts. Anybody yeah. with a brain. I don't even need water. <laughs> you know, I have, it, it does lay into one of my, or play into one of my theories about Trump, which is that, um, for like most people are over identified with TV and it's like not, it's not productive. Cause you know, when we, the three of us look on the TV and see people on there, we don't know those people. We don't, we think we know them cause we see images of them all day, but we don't know them like personally. Right. We don't, uh, we're, it's not like, it's not reflecting our world, but with Trump, that's very different. Like Trump genuinely thinks the Fox and friends people are his friends and they probably kind of are. I mean like he actually, social, right? 
based on his like elite, um, you know, his position amongst the American elite as like celebrity for just, you know, sustained over decades. And now arguably one of the most famous people in the whole world, if not the most famous, uh, like when he looks at TV, he really is seeing his world. Like it's the same yeah. thing that I think is why people like him a lot too, is because he thinks the TV is real, but for him, it like actually is real. Whereas for us, the rest of us, it's, it's not. And like, you see that in the way that Trump has like disdain for the rubes in his like rallies, like the, the clip of the rally where he's talking about like how toilets don't flush hard enough. And he's like, <laughs> people out here are taking huge shits. Not me, you though. And he points and the guy's just like, yeah. And he's like cheering for. Yeah. Trump. They're like, like the, they're like pay pigs. They're like cucks. I mean, they love they love it no absolutely but um so they like it, it helps him i like these people identify with him but he must genuinely like he, when he sees images on tv where people are like making fun of it it's like it hits heart him harder than it hits like us if we were to do that we'd be like oh no, no no that's just like one random clip of me but for trump i think he does think that like the way he's portrayed on tv is his real life and that like his waking life, like what he experiences daily is just like something that he has to do to, you know, feed his real life persona, which is what is on the TV. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's like bizarro Superman equivalent of like the notion of social transparency. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. It's Definitely. like, yo, yeah, that is spot on. All right, so let's let's move on to the uh, issue uh, that Sam and I talked about this a little bit on our last live stream. I think we're going to live stream every Friday so on uh, Instagram, so that'll be something to uh, check out if you're into the show. Although um, if this episode's coming out on Friday, then it's not. Oh yeah, yeah. So watch, <laughs> yeah. So uh, maybe watch well, watch for the us Friday today. after. Yeah. 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 Okay. Fine. <laughs> the co-opting of these protests. I mean, it's happened. At, I was at the first protest at the Barclays Center. The cops were ready to, I mean, I saw peaceful people get pepper sprayed. I saw everything. Like, I have videos of stuff that I will not post. Um, I was there handing out rubber gloves to old people. I have seen what the NYPD is willing to do and how much contempt they have for the citizens. Uh, Sam, as well, did it, we, we both did it. We both did solo episodes on uh, these protests, these, these, like, literal, like, radical actions that were going on in our cities. Sam, tell me about... Uh, the co-opting of these protests and how counter-revolutionary uh, they can be. Yeah, definitely. There's, um, so I, I, to set up the timeline, there's a, I'm like covering like a two-week period from, I guess, the start of the George Floyd protest, or the George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, everyone else who's been murdered by the police over time, like this, you know, explosion of rage, really. And uh, the first few days of the protests, I believe it was like Friday and a Saturday that I went to the first protest in D.C., um, there was a different tone there than any that I'd been to in DC prior. I've been to uh, Black Lives Matter rallies in DC, as well as other protests and even counter protests. And um, they didn't have, there's a, there are a lot of protests in DC. It's not illegal to like stop traffic. They don't enforce permit rules or anything like that. Uh, and people assume that, you know, there are a lot of people who demonstrate in DC. You can basically see a different person demonstrating or a different group demonstrating on like the White House North Lawn, you know, any given day, or at least it was the way up to that point, because 
the change in the tone and the move towards being much more aggressive, much more antagonistic towards individual police members, like people calling out individual police uh, officers who are like holding lines or defending property. Um, the second day of protest I went to, there were a bunch of Secret Service cars that had all been smashed up and people were just kind of like wantonly destroying. Like there were actual classes. Destruction like, of like government property. Big time, yeah, and there was, um, oh yeah, and, and there was like, you know, like the, the treasury was uh, vandalized and like people broke <laughs> windows. There were a lot of things that like had been spray painted and there was some looting in like downtown DC, which, you know, you can, like looting is a com complex topic, but downtown DC is basically an open air mall with like some government buildings around it. Like nobody lives down there. It's, it's a, basically a victimless crime. Every one of the companies, like there, they, I saw them blocking off traffic recently to like fix the men's warehouse next to my office. And I was like, I, oh. this is fine. I don't, I don't weep any tears. Who needs but, like, a suit right now? I know. I, yeah. I haven't worn exactly. any work clothes in ages, but um, either way, the, yeah, like I said, there was a lot of destruction of property, clashes with cops, antagonism of cops. I mean, people took, one of the days I was there, uh, people took the entire beltway, like this stop traffic on the highway with like, n there was no uh, plan to do so. It was like totally spontaneous. Very different from like ones I'd been to before. But uh, at, around that time, I also, I literally got married and then went on my honeymoon and came back. And like after, in, the, in that period, I think that there was a big shift. I remember um, seeing, I live near DuPont Circle in Washington, DC. And that's, there are a lot of uh, demonstrations that gather there. I remember being there one day and seeing a cop handing out pride bracelets and he was like petting people's dogs and people were like, you know, number one. You think it's COVID the CIA 19. or something? I'm sorry? Honestly, you think it's the CIA or something? Honestly. Possibly. I mean, it's possible. Yeah. You know, it is DC. We, that was the thing. That was the thing that was crazy about DC is that we had um, so many weird paramilitaries and stuff around like uh, people wearing like all black with like no badge number. You ask them who they work for and they're like Department of Homeland Security or like Department of Justice. It's, yeah. And then like the National Guard had military grade stuff out in the streets, which was I don't know, definitely pretty unnerving. But, um, but yeah, it was, like I said, the first few days were really contentious. Like people, there were a lot of like stories. There's a story of like 70 people who got kettled in my neighborhood as well. And this one resident of DuPont Circle like opened his house up to like 70 protesters and they all ran in and he basically kept the cops from coming in onto his private property and like arresting all those people. But cops were trying to kettle people by like trap, you know, trapping people who are like leaving the downtown area. Of course, and kettling of course is like pushing people close together and kind of like enclosing them like cattle. Right. And, and, and that lets the police arrest them as well. And, um, and, it, 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 and I was kettled as well in a Barclays center, but I, I slipped out before they started pepper spraying. So mission of barrel kind of shit. Yeah, yes. exactly. And because the because DC was also imposing cur curfews most nights, they basically have can use that as any pretext to arrest you. And the pre the curfew started at seven p.m. It was laughable. I mean, like so many people were still working at that time. I think the second day of the curfews, they had to put in like a an asterisk that said like if you're an essential worker, you're free from being arrested by the police for being. But they were still getting arrested. A lot of service workers were. I, I was reading about that. I'm sure that it still happened. Yeah. But yeah. they did say that in the curfew, whatever, you know, to whatever that means. But like I said, so after like Grub it was, hub. Yeah, yeah, you, so you have to wear your Wendy's visor for the rest of your life. <laughs> exactly. The Wendy's exactly. visor is like the PVA card. Anyway, yeah. um, sorry. So Sam, yeah, I, I guess what I was wondering is like, yeah, how can these pro like protests become counter-revolutionary and counterproductive? I mean, one thing that we saw was, and this is being copied in cities around the, uh, around the country, 
is that Muriel Bowser, the mayor of DC, who has very much cartoon villain name. Yeah, literally Bowser. <laughs> She's not the only Bowser I know either. It's a common name around here. But um, either way, uh, she had commissioned this like big mural in the street, the portion of uh, 16th Street that like basically re- leads right to the White House. The portion right by the White House is now known as Black Lives Matter Plaza. This is not the first time DC's done this. There, I'm not far from Jamal Khashoggi Way. Um, it's like there's some other right. ones where they've named him uh, after you know political even just political phrases now i guess but um they had but yeah people, black lives matters dc chapter was against the the mural because muriel bowser is the one who authorized the uh or activated the national guard in dc she's the one who has like voted for increases for the metropolitan police department um you know dc's police department which i think dc is actually the most has the most police per capita because not not very many people live in the city limits of DC. It's a relatively small city, uh, despite its obviously massive influence. And um, so the number of like, it's actually higher than New York, which was surprising to me because the New York I know has like one of the biggest police forces in like the country, but um, it, there are actually more pe- more police per capita in DC than any other city in the US. So, um, so yeah, it, it was it was really contrary to her actions. It was clearly just very performative, and it turned a lot of people off. But I'd say for as many people who were turned off, there are like five times as many people who are just like, you know, actually like protesting is about kneeling with the cops and like doing the Harlem Shake, and that's fine. And going like, I know you're not one of the bad ones. Yeah, exactly. And it's like they're not doing that, but like it's the same effect. You know, it's it's literally like when you like defend the cops, you are like saying basically like black lives don't matter. Even if like you're talking about a black cop, I'm sorry. Like you are you are literally against the cause if you do that. I don't know. I saw some sort of uh, reposted snippet from some. I don't know. It was a New York news network of some sort, uh, probably public, um, and they had a pretty large group of um, all you know, black Latin uh, cops, um, mostly men, a few women in there, um, ranging skin tones. And this woman, this older white lady, I can't remember uh, the name of the host or the specific show that this is from, uh, but, you know, they're talking about how horrid they always feel and how um, uncomfortable it is to, to do what they do on a daily basis. But it's sort of like, this is the, this, was back then and still sort of is for a lot of people the easy way out and i think that kind of illustrates like the very dan going back to the going back to the um the recent Chappelle uh dave Chappelle special right yes. going back it's sort of illustrating the difference between like what does it mean to be like a member of the armed forces the army the navy the military you go overseas and you defend this country from i'm defending american citizens from acts of terror versus a domestic like a police officer like what are you for what's the whole it's just a get out of jail free card by replacing yourself with someone who looks just like you exactly it's like it's like you know they they were just following orders right yeah that's what they said about the nazis anyway um i think we got i think we got that ian what's just you know on that topic what's it like being in the suburbs right now uh while all this shit is going on are there there protests near you Um, like any any like what's going on near me not really um i live um i live in rockland county there have been a couple of protests in uh town city whatever somewhere in between called nyack um nyack is probably one of the most 
uh, progressive um, places in Rockland County. Um, but I also try to approach it with a little bit of skepticism, just as it kind of seems like some white liberal performative shit, potentially, right? But the city, it's, I mean, you know, Nyack is fairly diverse um, in its populace, which I think really, uh, I mean, it, it does the neighborhood a solid when they do try and have these organizations. Um, there are a number of towns uh, in Rockland that are uh, very um, Throg's Neck, Bronx, Whitestone, Queens, Staten Island, kind of like, yeah, you know, like the last bastion of like, like white excellence kind of thing. And it's weird because like, so my father, right? Like my mom's a black Puerto Rican. My, my dad is in no, New York City mutt. His, his, my father's father uh, was, oh boy, let me see if I get this right. Um, German Scots and okay, my so father's, uh, yeah. yeah. And my yeah. father's mother was Irish Italian. Um, so kind of this, like, he, like he, he, like growing up, like getting a little bit of it both. Right. And then yeah. sort of like leaving all of those things. Like, you know, I told him, I reminded him like, you know, it was my parents' anniversary a few days ago. And I was like, yo dad, thank you for taking me out of Throg's neck. Right. Because you know, you would walk into, uh, you know, you walk in to get a, a, a meatball parm, right? And they'd be like, yo, we don't want you coming in here anymore because we know that you've married a black person. You're going to have this mixed race kid. And it's like, yeah, we don't fuck with you anymore kind of mentality, right? Um, there's a lot of that kind of shit uh, in, in Rockland. It's not very loud, um, but it is definitely there. I could probably name a good like three or four little neighborhoods that are very, very much like that. My neighborhood kind of... And it's like Swiss cheese. There's a little bit of every, you know, a little yeah. bit here, a little bit there. Do you think there's a sense of like people kind of just go to the city to do stuff, and they they kind of just when when they live in, when they live close enough, they kind of just like no one's really focused on like a Rockland County, and maybe people are, but like you know, a Rockland County like protest uh, regular. Uh, yeah, I'm not far situation. enough. Yeah, not far enough out, right? Like, uh, nothing ever truly bad happens here, so nothing ever truly good gets scheduled to happen here at some point in the future. It's yeah. kind of like. Uh, yeah, some centrist bullshit, right? Where, yeah. um, you know, I'm some person, I'm very loud and vocal, um, as I should be, about these horrible things that have been happening over the past um, several centuries, but we're going to focus on the past, like, month and a half. Uh, and people are like, what the fuck is your problem? You know, go into the city if you want to do that kind of shit. Go to where the problem is if you want to address it. You want to, you know, it, 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 uh, it reinforces complacency and the notion of like it's not happening to me so i don't really care almost a very echoey it uh, reminds me of like the whole climate change issue yeah right well, I will okay, but like, don't you, you relate it to white but you, you relate to like white flight though right like like oh, the, choice, yeah. the choice to insulate yourself in the suburbs yeah. right exactly yeah. um and the climate change issue is absolutely ana like an like analogous or whatever the word is like yeah, yeah. deliberately ignoring peripheral shit because it's peripheral and then i'm gonna talk about how worldly and and knowledgeable i am and you know these notions of like what does intelligence mean what does it mean you know it it, it gets very like abstract anthropologist in an armchair kind of thing you know, and that kind of shit is dangerous because it's kind of like you see a lot of, I hate to be that kind of guy who like, you know, I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to cancel myself right here, right now. Like I should be posting more on social media about this, but I'm going to wind up posting an image back to someone 
who posted the image so I could see. It's just like this back and no one educates. However, no, Ian, I, I, I've, I've been like thinking about this myself because I needed a Twitter break. And that's why we're partially why we're doing this cancellation episode because I wanted Sam to catch me up on all the people who were people who said dumb shit on Twitter while I was uh, not on Twitter. And I started I using Instagram. Yeah, but, but Dan, your Twitter break is like me being a power user on Twitter. That's like your break, your breaking from Twitter is like the most I ever go on Twitter. Wow. That's, that's impressive. I mean, okay, okay. Let's just, unless you have anyone has, unless Ian or Sam has anything else, let's just move, let's just move into the cancellations. Yeah, let's do some cancellations. All right. All right, let's not try to spend too much time on each individual one, just as much time as each deserves. Uh, Sam, I'm going to let you lead us through this, and then uh, Ian will provide some as well uh, sure. at the end. All right, so the, f- the first one's kind of surprising. It is actually uh, former U.S. presidential candidate Bernie Sanders. No! <laughs> yeah, what? Bernie has been canceled for uh, backing a number of proposals that would, like, increase funding to the police. What the and fuck? I think That's like in- Joe Biden shit. I think in general, um, his initial reaction to, even though Bernie's been one of the people who's like relatively has good messaging on this issue, um, it, I think the criticism, especially early on, was that he was not responding to the revolutionary nature of the upri- up, uprising. It was very clear from the outset of the uprising that like compromise and reform issues were not going to really be like what we were discussing it was more about you know defund and abolish the police and yeah like direct that. actions and so i think there was criticism of him uh initially not going hard enough when he's supposed to be the you know we need a political revolution sort of candidate yeah so. that's like the antithesis of revolution that's like the status quo is fuck um ian your yeah. take yeah that's sad just when we need you to remain as hard as you've been, as hard as we've seen you, as hard as we know you to be. Again, it's like every fucking entity on earth is asymptotal, right? There is no 100% of anything from anyone at any given time. And I am a believer in that. And it's kind of like this, Bernie Sanders, you scaling back in that way at this time is kind of like shit. It's kind of shitty. It's just shitty. It's, exactly. it sucks. Like, we need you, you know? Like, we've needed yeah. you the whole time. Like, we need just, like, your name, even, like, being on, the, being on our side, you know? Right. I know he's, like... I think his whole thing right now is he doesn't want to be blamed if Biden loses, which, like, yeah. he will be anyway. So... Yeah, he will be anyway. And, um, no, like you said, this is when we need someone to push... Again, you always hear from, like from like especially from liberals they're like you know even if he doesn't get the nomination he's i still support his effort to push the party left but apparently he's like i mean it doesn't seem like he's really doing that right now he's not like keeping up the full-throated kind of stuff that he was doing during doing during his campaign now he's kind of more of like well if i go break too much with the democratic party line everyone's gonna get mad at me and and I'm like, and then what? Like, you're 78. You're, like, towards the end of your political career anyway. Like, go out, you know, go out in a blaze of glory. I don't know what to say. Like, Right. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. I love that age group of people, too, because I'm in this uh, – just real quick, sidebar. Sure. I'm in the no, suburbs, no, right? I'm in the suburbs, right? And, and that age group of people, those are, like, the only – I take a lot of walks, right? Just to – you know, I've had a long history of desk jobs. I'm here at home, quarantine, still sitting at a desk, right? And I'm like, I, I got a fucking, I got a jog. It's about time. And that age group is like, by and large, the only age group that will like, like greet me before I greet them kind of thing, right? Like white 
40 year old, you know, hey, my cousin's a firefighter in, you know, Staten Island or some shit. And I really am kind of like at the end of it all, right? Like I'm hella skeptical of you. Me, absolutely. Me. No, absolutely. Like, like Gen X sort of racism, like the, yeah. even like if we're going to extrapolate on that, like the, the, yeah, I mean, boomers too. I mean, there's a lot of built in like weird uh, hangups about just, being nice to people yeah anybody who's older than 70 is like fuck it i'm gonna just take social acid i'm at the end of my life like <laughs> whatever at this point like what am i gonna do like you know i'm on my deathbed it's like oh i never said hello to a south asian person i feel like i missed out <laughs> it's like i mean it would have been the same as saying hi to anybody else yeah you did miss out I, or it's just uh, that's not a thing that's yeah it's, it's like it's like are you gonna be on your deathbed thinking that you weren't intersectional enough in your life it's like anyway okay anyway um who's next sam <laughs> on the list all right so next we already discussed a little bit but uh unfortunately trina the baddest has been has been canceled for initially saying that the people who were looting um in the you know in the initial stage of the protests were being acting like animals and she was like oh the police God. got to arrest animals these people. like literally you don't know that's a loaded term well yeah i Fucking mean idiot i don't know so it's it's not great but relatively minor again it's just a, i guess it's just a tweet the the next one that i thought was pretty funny is the number one it's funny because this is a term that seems weird to me the ceo of crossfit has <laughs> like why sorry I remember, yeah. There's a bunch of gyms? Why is there a CEO? <laughs> I don't know what CrossFit is uh, at all. I think all. it's like physical locations, but it's also like a, like a cult-like program. Yeah, it seems like it's something that they franchise out to, like an exercise program that they franchise out to like individual gyms. Yeah, like, like Zumba plus like those weird like pyramid schemes. You know like those guys who sell knives? Like, oh, hey, yeah, yeah. Cut, like, cut, cut co? Yeah, yeah, it's like Zumba plus Cutco. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely, it, it gives me strong multi-level marketing vibes, uh, CrossFit's business model. So yeah, again, when I first heard this controversy, I was like, why is there a CEO of CrossFit? Like, how can you be the CEO of like exercises? I, I don't know. Anyway, um, members of the CrossFit community had pressured this, uh, the CEO, whose name is Greg Glassman, um, to issue anti-racist statements in support of Black Lives More Matter. More like I mean, Greg Assman. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you've seen these probably from like, like the local liquor store around me issued a statement in defense of Black Lives Matter. Like every corporation is talking about how they, you know, Amazon is like. Yeah, the Juneteenth, I saw uh, many companies that I know are very racist uh, saying that they, they support Juneteenth. Uh, Elon Musk made Tesla employees take up like a holiday, a PTO. He forced uh, them to do yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> you must not work today. Oh my God. Okay. Again, I will make you use a vacation day. <laughs> yeah. I was say, isn't that wage theft if he forced them to, to use their PT? Whatever. If, if we're going to start unpacking Elon Musk's labor practices, we're going to be talking all night. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's too much. So, either way, the rest of the controversy is that um, Glassman resisted the pressure to issue anti racist statements. Um, he called an affiliate gym owner. See, here again, we're getting into CrossFit's bizarre business model. Uh, someone who owned a gym that li like licenses uh, or franchises uh, CrossFit, however it works, um, had called had called on him to issue anti-racist statements, and he said that she was being delusional. Um, the Institute of Health Metrics and Evaluation tweeted that racism is a public health issue, and Glassman flippantly replied, "It's Floyd 19." 
Um, which is, I don't know what he even means there, but it's not, it's not great. You're talking about like a man who was brutally murdered at the hands of the state. Asphyxiated um, by the cops for, like, I mean, I mean, like it's, how could you not, how could you see that and be like, oh, that's a normal status quo. We should just like not say shit. Right. And so this also prompted, uh, this prompted people shit. that, this prompted people from like CrossFitters to, uh, talk about their experiences as people of color in CrossFit spaces um, how people who were lower in the organization would be racist to them and then upper levels of management wouldn't um, discipline those people when uh, you know customers brought the complaints up so uh, so yeah Greg Glassman is canceled and bye for existing as the CrossFit CEO who's a cursed title if there ever was one so I gotta ask this next one is interesting to me because I, I always heard of this website, but I never like I never looked at their content like Ian, do you know anything about Bon Appetit? Um, I do a little bit uh, like food journalism sort of um, whatever that means. Um, is it just uh, recipes like what are they like restaurants I, like what are they like is it like Bourdain like what do they do a little bit of it's a little bit of both um, trendy new recipes to try like I don't get me started on like trendy foods, right? Like avocado toast. I mean, think about like even, even fucking five years ago where literally everything was like bacon, everything, Ugh, you know, the little anthropomorphic the bacon with like a, he's got arms and legs and a mustache. <laughs> no, dude, like Ron Swanson like was like the, the bacon TV oh, character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and now it's like, again, liberalism, right? Like swing 180 degrees in the opposite direction. And then all of a sudden everyone wants avocado toast. And it's just like, so yeah, it's like, it's like that plus like actual, like legitimate, like here's some recipes and, and interviews from famous chefs and this and that. And the third, just like, food stuff. My take know. on Bon Appetit is that it's the poor man's serious eats. Um, <laughs> like serious eats has really good recipes and like videos and like Bon Appetit is like, check out this new way that you didn't think of to peel garlic or something and like that. To clarify, Sam, Sam was a former chef, so he is, he is an authority on this. Uh-huh. In my own little way. Um, anyway, uh, Bon Appetit is under fire because their editor-in-chief, Adam Rappaport, stepped down because um, basically there's a video, there's a picture of him doing blackface, which was weirdly, it was initially reported as brown face because supposedly he was imitating a puerto rican person sorry ian yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not great but um, i wonder i wonder i wonder if he did it better than me <laughs> uh, oh, i'm gonna go out and say no because yeah um no i think the cat yeah. on the instagram Wait, do, post do, do we like, have the photo is the photo is it circulating i love it no the photo it has circulated okay absolutely. i'll look it up later but yeah yeah i'm just curious if it's, if it's yeah like, no it there. is it yeah. is like the worst kind of like minstrel like sambo okay. sort of uh yeah, makeup it's, it's I, I mean the you'd have to like i just saw it as blackface and then he's like no no i'm doing i'm being puerto rican it's fine and uh yeah well anyway. I, i'm glad you you know hey you, Black is Puerto Rican, right? Like, hey, well, thanks for that, but fuck you too, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, yes, the two very distinct and different races, black and Puerto Rican. There's so no, the there are no black Puerto Ricans, so it couldn't have possibly been anti-black racism. But um, so this is the editor way, in chief. He's like the, the head honcho, big time. And he also there was also um, this some women of color at the um, organization spoke up, specifically this woman Sola L Wiley. Um, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Sorry, but um. She came forward and said she was not paid for her um, her video appearances. She said she felt like she was trotted out as a kind of uh, 
a brown prop to, you know, lend some authenticity to whatever, you know, shitty recipe videos that Bon Appetit did. I mean, you know, like I said, Bon Appetit is really like, it's the poor man's serious eats and all their videos are really basic. And um, it's sort of like a glorified or more respectable version of like, you know, those like tasty gifts where they teach you yep. how to make like, yes, you're yes. like, it's like you at, they show the, you know, someone measuring out all the things and it like goes so quickly. There's no way you could possibly follow it as like a real recipe, but it's supposed to like show you how to make bacon wrapped avocado bombs or something, some God awful concoction. Yep. Um, but that's basically what Bon Appetit was doing. It's just like, more respectable versions of this and um i don't know but either way it drove a lot of traffic there's a lot of i mean i'm sure these videos made them a lot of money and apparently the uh the white people who acted in these videos would get paid extra whereas uh solo was not paid extra and um so she came forward and was uh became like a, a vocal opponent of like what was going on at bon appetit so this led um yeah literally their editor-in-chief to step down i don't know i find that kind of stuff inspiring because media companies generally treat people of color like shit um you know especially like these these very digital companies like their their leadership is nearly always all white they're like yeah if, if they're big enough to have a corporate board it's all white like it, it's 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 inspiring to see someone stand up for themselves like that when they've been like fucked over for so long it's like the reformation or the yeah the reformation shit right where it's like okay you can have this like it girl brand everybody in the fucking world wants to look like this or you know whatever Gigi hadid kind of you know sort of stuff and not a single influencer on their payroll was a woman of color um you know it, it, but everything nowadays is inspired by and then diluted whitewashed and sort of like regurgitated uh, you know no one wants to talk about like the the very rich and like you know, like culturally specific histories of things. The same kind of conversation, honestly, has been happening in electronic music for like decades. You know, like black Detroit techno from like 90, 92, 94, 96. Political people who are like trying to express themselves artistically about like, yo, this is a fucked up world we live in. But you think about techno and you think about like, you know, white, soulless you know berlin techno like that's like when people think about that word it kind of is more like you know thump 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 i'm thinking about some crazy dude in like the hague on like drugs i can't even fucking get my hands on listening to techno yeah like apex twin or something like that. right exactly along those lines of like this is this is like superseded like a black art form and like emotion in general it's just like this weird heady thing that's it's it's not good i mean it's a fucking chlorine pool is what it is yeah yeah and you Fuck. you also see that with house music which came from like the black queer community and exactly uh, you know in its yeah. initial state but um but yeah vanderpump I mean, rules is canceled no sorry some more important stuff here yes apparently now of course i'm not a regular viewer of the fine program vanderpump rules but uh Two new cast members, Max Boyens and Brett Caprioni, were fired. <laughs> Just Brett, Brett Caprioni. Caprioni, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have an, an eggplant parmesan that my mama, mama mia made. <laughs> yeah, this guy's clearly a Gavone and not in like the cool way like we're using it to mean no. you know hog planet heads. But uh, they were fired for racist tweets that uh, 
featured the n-word uh not great and Wait, you said um, the n-word in the tweets in time. 2020 both of I them hate that shit. <laughs> was, you Jesus typed it Christ. it was from like 2011 it was from like 10 years ago oh, but it's not an excuse uh, but it's not no, an excuse. No, it was bad back then you know it was bad back then yeah uh. you <laughs> nothing it, nothing changed like you, recently. Like it's like if you say it, you say it. It came out. You said it. You said if it. If you type it, it's like there's that it. split second, like right before like I'm I'm rereading it as I'm about to hit sent, and you don't think at all, maybe I should not. I we've I've you know, at some point you just you're in a frenzy, you hit enter a little too fast. Okay, I get it. But there are also like delete delete, but I mean, I don't know. You let it sit there and fester, like, oh, let me just sit this. Like, it's up there for a minute. Like, that's all it takes, man. Just, I don't know. No one wants to self-correct. And it's no. like, this is the era where it's like, yo, hard stop. Like, you must do that now. Now, Ian, the next one, you had said that you had some notes on um, Refinery29. Uh, what the hell happened there? Um, or what is it? It's like, it's, like, it's like a women's like, writing site, right? Yeah, it's, it's um, like a fashion journalism but also a platform for brands to showcase their work, indie brands. Um, and then also it's like, we're going to talk about like new current events of popular famous brands. Um, it's sort of like the same sort of uh, fan base as Reformation, the same kind of like eco-friendly, um, just like liberal it's all fun you know we want to like spread the love but we don't want to think about like the literal blood sweat and tears that goes into like the spreading of that love we just want the the nice end product kind of thing yeah a lot of that kind of stuff i mean it's weird because it's all sort of tied to like non-mainstream fashion and the whole like secondhand market which has become co-opted into this first-hand market kind of thing now you buy, you buy stuff at goodwill and it's like i'm paying like 24.99 for these used adidas sneakers i i they know what they've become i don't really blame them but at the same time the people who 10 years ago could only afford to shop at goodwill can no longer afford to shop anywhere because the last place is like okay well at least H&M is cheaper than Goodwill, but now H&M has been canceled because the same people who supported Refinery29 and Reformation and all these like it girl eco-friendly brands have shut those things down. And it's like, you, you can't keep habitually pushing these economically disenfranchised people, mostly who are of color, out of the picture entirely. It's not like you're going to be left with nothing. Yeah, another thing on Refinery29 is that it is owned by Vice Media. So Ooh. it kind of gives you a little bit of the idea yes. of like, what its vibe is is very online media and you know like you were saying earlier like heavily kind of like com uh, monetized like super concerned with the optics and not at all concerned with like the actual process behind like you know th this when, when we leave your factory like what the fuck's gonna go down or your or your, your 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 design showcase right. studio right but then exactly. the cancellation is th that we're gonna talk about is related to um Workers being treated like shit, right? Yeah, the um, the top editor and co-founder, Christine Barberich, stepped down um, because women of color and black employees and uh, some freelancers as well had gone on social media and talked about stories of discrimination while they were working for Refinery29. Um, a lot of people talking about being passed up for promotions, being underpaid, which if you know anything about Vice, checks out. Vice was famous for its 2020 rule where it was like, 
make people work, hire 20 year olds, make them work 20 hours a week and pay them like $20,000 a year. That's like nasty. I never even heard of that before. And I thought I knew everything about like Vice's terrible labor practices. That's, That's fucked like up. fucking evil. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, I think, you know, that the thing with the, um, with that and the Bon Appetit thing, like the, with the Bon Appetit thing, that, that woman, um, so- Sola L. Wiley was getting paid, I think she said like $35,000 a year. And I assume it's like headquartered in, I think it's headquartered in some large city where 35 grand a year is not like the, it's not easy to make it on that wage. And I was just like, so these, this lady's like really appearing in videos for their content. They're still like, they, they don't, they don't pay her like any kind of wage that like see, reflects that at all. Digital media is like being a, an on-air talent. Like you, you're not, there's no like real protections from unions or anything. So you, you make like nothing like, you, right. like, like <laughs> you know, exposure. I'm happy, I'm happy to do it, but like, here's something I've made like a dozen com- commercials that have aired on Sirius with my voice and I've never been paid for a single thing. I'm yeah. happy to do them because they're fun and I like doing reads. But it's also like, that's my experience. Yeah, we all know Dan doesn't pay me shit also. But, <laughs> I will uh, never fucking pay you for this show. Anyway, no, uh, I think it's, I think, um, it's interesting because we're seeing at this time race becoming a kind of uh, a really good focal-ish point for uh, surrounding issues where like in the ways that race uh, is um, codified and racism specifically is codified in uh, our economy. We're seeing that like, it's becoming this like vocal point for labor issues. I mean, these like the last few we talked about have been labor issues. It's been people not getting paid enough, which I mean, it transcends race, but it is also racialized. And, and the next um, one's a labor issue too. When you, when you think about it, because it exactly was, it was a protest, and, but, yeah, but I, I, I guess like, the final point I wanted to get to before we move on to the next one is that, um, you know, you hear, I, maybe this is just a purely online phenomenon, but I, I'm always seeing these like class reductionist kind of like left wing people who are like, once we solve, um, you know, we should only focus on economic justice, on like pay parity and stuff. And uh, instead of like acknowledging that there are specific things we will need to do to take into account the fact that, right, like the New Deal was a net gain for the country as a whole, but it was also super racist. I mean, redlining is a product of the New Deal. Uh, the effects of that are still very much real today. And that needs to be accounted for if we're ever going to go into another period, um, which we, I think if the U.S. is going to survive, it's going to have to go into a period of like similar to the New Deal or the progressive era, at least. But both those eras were, you know, early 20th century in the United States, like deeply racist, honestly, like the height of xenophobia and probably anti-black racism were back then. And, you know, this is when the Klan like marches through D.C. So, um I think this is like a huge own on the uh, class reductionists like leftists who are like, oh, we just need to address economic issues. Any focus on identity politics is, uh, you know, going to hurt the cause of like socialism or economic justice. And I'm just like, no, it's literally like like people are uh, like there are uprisings in every state in the country based on the issue of race. Like these issues, these are labor issues, but they're brought, they're able to get mainstream attention and brought, be brought to the forefront of the discussion by the fact that they are racialized. Like it's, it's just like, you couldn't ask for a better illustration of like how it is an effective way to talk about these economic issues, which are racialized. Yeah. That is like, I guess why this, a lot of these things are happening now. It's because like, race uh, transcends just like police violence i mean there's there's uh, obviously right like right. it's okay. not just this these protests aren't just about the one guy or the one woman i mean or the the 
the police murder. It's about how this country treats black people in general. I mean, at all levels. I mean, yeah. Uh, Sam, right. I'll, I'll let you leave this one off because I fucking okay, hate this so, guy. So this one's like honestly massive, especially. So I was shocked. I woke up. I'm right. I think I texted you like I'm screaming and it's for 6 a.m. This one was pretty shocking. But um, James Bennett, who was what the, the editor of the New York Times opinion section. Brother of presidential candidate Michael Bennett. No. Who was the <laughs> giant coward. Yeah, that's his brother. But, oh my yes. god, the dude from Colorado who always talks like he was stoned, like one hundred percent. Yeah, the, the one who wasn't Hickenlooper, yes. <laughs> but yeah, James Bennett. I mean, he's he's assembled like the rogues gallery of like horrible opinion columnists. I mean, you have Bowery Weiss, you have David Brooks, you have Brett Stevens, you have people who just write drivel at the biggest newspaper in the world and get paid so much money to do it. So what the hell happened with James Bennett? Yeah, uh, New York. Yeah, like when you when you bring Brett Stevens and like Barry Weiss into the fold, it's basically all the Islamophobes fit to print. But um, so the thing that got James Bennett canceled is, uh, or the the reason that he stepped down is because the New York Times op-ed section, which he which he you know directs, ran an op-ed written by Tom Cotton, a U.S. senator, who which was it was literally called "Send in the troops." And uh, it was advocating the show of military force to like terrify people for, who were protesting out of protesting. Yes, I mean, so Send the, in New the York Times. So what? Point gun. He wants just mass murder. Like, is that what he wants? So one of the people who's on this list, who again is someone you and I expect to see on this list, defended uh, defended the op-ed, saying that that Tom Cotton was not calling for the troops to be let loose on the people of like major American cities, but that they were actually supposed to just do a show of force to scare everybody away, not taking into account like when, when troops, I mean, that's what the cops do every day. They do show of force and it results in people. And that's what they killed. have been doing. The, the, the right. guy in Buffalo getting knocked, knocked down and uh, uh, cracking his skull. I mean, like there's so many examples of shows of force. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about a show of force? How about the helicopters, like the Army Reserve Blackhawks that were like hovering over my apartment for like days? I mean, yeah, I remember. You know, yeah, it's crazy. I, I think I think we've already That's done a that. Waste of money. It's like, yeah, oh my lord. No, they're getting them. Uh, what are those? What are those like Humvees called? They're giving them like literal Humvees that are meant for like you know they drive over like roadside bombs in like Fallujah, but like they're giving them to like police departments now as if they like need them for their own protection, and it's like. They're like impossible to drive, and most of the time they like crash because they um like they're hard to turn the steering wheel. There's no one with like a class X military license or whatever you need to drive right. one of those exactly. things, and they're like fucking like just rural ass police department with like you know twelve people in it. But um, but yeah, so so that happened. James Bennett stepped down, which honestly, with all the bad takes that they've written, I, I think it just it has to be the fury that enraged, righteous rage that is part of this movement now that led to it being not okay to uh, post something like that. So um, so I guess all right, moving out of like the publishing world, but but, but we did but we did see the New York Times staff uh like openly rebel and that that pressure like let it to happen which is not something you see from like new york times people that's true they tend to protect their own uh, but they like they did a massive uh, protest against this and um did we mention again that he didn't read the article <laughs> fuck james bennett <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He, he admitted to not having read the article that he supposedly, you know, was the editor. You're the editor. Read the fucking thing. 
missing a crucial step in the editing process and therefore having to step down. But um, yeah, like I said, let's move out of the publishing world. Um, we're talking about now the CEO of Second City Improv. Ooh, improv, a very cool thing in 2020. Hey, what is this? <laughs> so this guy, um, he stepped down after a former performer leveled accusations of racism against the entire institution. Um, he said that he had failed to, the CEO, whose name is Andrew Alexander. I've noticed that all CEOs have made up sounding names, but um, he said that he <laughs> feel, felt that he had, quote, failed to create an anti-racist environment wherein artists of color might thrive. I am so deeply and inexpressibly sorry. Um, he also vowed that he will be replaced by a person of color. And uh, yeah, so again, Second City was like, you know, legendary with like early Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live people like John Belushi, Dan Aykroyd, um, Gilda Radner. So it is, uh, it is a big deal. It's a big shakeup, I guess. Um, but I mean, like Dan said, how important is improv these days? Yeah, I mean, now it's basically just a place for like, uh, you know, team building classes for corporations and like, you know, people who have too much money to like take classes because they think they're going to get like a, and I, I know the show's over, but it, it was a thing that people would join UCB thinking they would get on the show Veep. Like that was like a thing for a That's while. Crazy serious. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a pipeline to like stardom or some shit. No, they, they people paid thousands of dollars thinking that they were going to get on TV um, to do like bad improv classes. Oh. Um, really quickly, what is the one on Doja Cat? Oh. You know, you know, I, I know you know this one too, so I, I'd like to hear your take <laughs> like, and then Sam's take. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Just like, honest to God, I am like so not in that loop anymore like my musician of choice is like random ass you know fucking trance producer who made one song in 98 and then just went off the face of the earth but um i just kind of like you know saying the n-word hard r and like really just um offensive anti-black statements and sentiments that um contradict like the like you got famous for reproducing things dances she was just songs. doing like Nicki Minaj's act right right exactly but uh, like you can't oh man y yeah Doja Cat like um like you're saying Ian is like not I don't know she's like one of these people where I think she's like an Instagram Instagram account that also happens to produce music it's not like she's first and foremost a rapper oh um, agreed 100 percent yeah, but she, um, so, so like her most famous songs are like songs that like people do TikTok dances to. She has a song called like Say So. But um, so this, the full story is that suppose, this is also not really related to the George Floyd stuff, but it is kind of funny. The full story is that she, um, she said that if her song Say So uh, went number one, that she would show her boobs on Instagram. And when she did not do this, uh, men were outraged and men started doing research on her. And it turned out she had been in all of these like, chat rooms that were frequented by like incels and like race uh, white supremacists and what? she was basically <laughs> the like, bitch i'm a cow woman the bitch yeah. i'm a cow woman absolutely what? um and she that's, was like that's surprising she was like saying anti-black stuff in there she is she is black like her dad is a uh, zulu south, south african and i think she has an african name but uh her mom is white and she's like she's i don't know i mean it's problematic for me like way in, but she's very light-skinned and um Either way, they um, like she and she has kind of like a white lady voice too. So I think mm -hmm. I think people were already like questioning like where you know how much of an ex black experience did she have. Like I'm not qualified to weigh in on that, but um, yeah. Oh. Either way, she was like, yeah, she was kind of like being buddy buddy with these white people 
again, like already like people questioning how, how committed she was to black issues. Um, and also she has a song from back in the day called, um, called Didn't Do Nothing, which is what conservatives say that black people who are shot by the police say afterwards. It's like a slur against them. Uh, similar to like when they like the we was Kang's kind of myth or memes yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, Not great. She's had this like edgelord kind of like white supremacist, uh, like not quite ironic racism stuff that got her canceled. But as far as I know, I mean, you know, we can kind of evaluate how actually canceled some of these people are. I think her music is still selling. And, you know, if, if you're, uh, yeah. if you've broken into normie culture on that level, I don't think these people like no, follow online discourse that much. So she'll probably be fine. No, that's why most of the people on the list were kind of like, I think they're kind of people who are pretty like, mainstream but like not like maybe the most popular but some we have a few that are um okay let's talk about terry cruz what did he say he always says dumb shit yeah phew. um so terry cruz tweeted um it, it, it's always disturbing when you see these tweets that are like rightfully become controversial but you see how many likes there are on them um this has he is just a, he's a tv celebrity though you know they, they, it, like you get likes on everything I guess likes are weird aren't they i mean someone's parent dies and you like the post it's like what does that mean weird. yeah it's weird, weird right? <laughs> but like when i post like some like black lives matter thing and it gets no likes i'm like yeah maybe that's it shouldn't get likes yeah, right you know? yeah anyway <laughs> maybe anyway. it's weird to like like that stuff anyway sorry. so he tweeted defeating white supremacy without white people creates black supremacy equality is the truth like it or not we are all oh. in this together yeah I, I saw that he is yeah. the worst terry of all time terry <laughs> like Terry is, should be like a, a good man, not like 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 the name. But Terry Crews, uh, I think he is just a rich rich fuck who doesn't give a shit about anyone. He just wants everyone to shut up, and yeah. so he can just keep making money on his dumb cop TV show. The next one's a, a pretty big fish, so why don't we? Yeah, this one's a yeah. big fish. Uh, J.K. Rowling, uh, the Harry the Potter, author, the creator of Harry Potter, this is, this is a like billionaire, a, a literal billionaire, a liberal um, hero, a liberal right. icon, absolutely. Um, she has been on this kind of anti-trans woman kick for a while. She defended this academic Maya Forstatter who was cisgender but lost her job in academia for having anti-trans tweets. Um, she thought that this woman was unfairly fired. And since then, she's kind of doubled down on this. Um, she did. She defended some of her recent comments with this, like, 4,000 word blog post explaining why she's a transphobe. But uh, I think it hinged on like her sharing an op-ed and saying um, like, we need to talk about like the difference between like, you know, w women who menstruate and ones who don't, which is very weird and fucked up line of, of uh, stuff. The funny yeah, thing that's, that, that that's like the turf, like the, the, there's so much to unpack there. That I don't think we have time to do it right now, but it, it like trans exclusionary radical feminist, right um yeah just for those who don't know it's it's a sort of like white lady thing where they just had to test trans women i think that the theory is that like trans women in their fucked up worldview not in one that we endorse um in their worldview they're just men who use their privilege so much that they uh became women or something it's I, disgusting I it's disgusting hey it's, you it's, cut it's, the line kind of mentality. yeah yeah <laughs> no honestly so much of like uh this like dumb identity politics like in this case you know you know being exclusionary towards trans people but still saying you're a feminist um so much of that is like oh i'm in like you're trying to cut me in line it's, i think it's a very apropos uh, metaphor there
And uh, Ian made a very profound metaphor before we started recording, so I'm going to ask you to repeat it about uh, white feminism. So please uh, say it again on the podcast. Oh, what talking about uh, what what Emma Watson speaking at the UN, like uh, uh, yeah. and, uh, just like oh well, well, I mean, white feminism is white supremacy, right? Like, there's something very clear cut about that. The link is not murky. It's like. Uh, you know, I mean, and we don't have to unpack the entire thing. It's just, yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. That, that, that it says white, it all, right? Yes, it, I think it does. I think it speaks for itself, honestly. Yeah, yeah oh, sorry, I just want to add early feminists like Susan B. Anthony and stuff like that were all super racist. Um, yeah, all were like, you know, you need, we need protection because black men are going to rape us and stuff like that. Um, so it has a it has a shitty history, but uh. Yeah, moving on. Um, oh, we saw the embarrassing like hashtag I take responsibility video on Instagram Ugh. where like Kristen what is that? Bell, I didn't hear about that. That sounds terrible. What is oh it? Oh my god! Like uh, if you remember like the Imagine video where it was like all of, like the oh no most random celebrities um, singing the Imagine John Lennon song. This was like a similar thing. It was yeah. all these um celebrities in black and white uh video saying that like they took take responsibility for you know their racist actions as white people some of the people in the video were like Kristen bell um julianne moore was in it uh oh my god aaron paul like and it's like what did did you do something like (laughs) i'd rather you just tell me what you did i don't want to see you in the video about I'm claiming like a, responsibility for something you don't, uh, no one knows about it yet though, but I'm, I, I'm sorry. Didn't Wahlberg like beat up a, a Asian man at one point, oh. like almost blind him. So like, I would almost- Wahlberg ra- has a whole hate crime section like of his Wikipedia page. Oh God. All against oh. Asian men. Yeah, you're right. What? No. <laughs> Um, all right. <laughs> Jeez, I can't even unpack that right now. That's, that's a lot. Yeah, okay. So Christopher Columbus has been canceled for a long time, but they were ripping down his statue. So I added him to the list. Um, Dave Rubin had a really stupid tweet about it. Do you remember? Oh my God. Yeah, he was like talking about the episode of The Sopranos where they uh, talk about, they do like ident- Italian identity politics. And they're like, episode. the, um, the, really like, the mob episode. guys are trying to, are defending the like Columbus statue from like Native American protesters. And then like Furio's like, oh, he was North Italian anyway. He was racist towards my kind of people, towards Sicilians, because he's like actually from Italy and has a connection to it. But yeah, apparently Dave Rubin didn't get the point of the episode at all. <laughs> Oh, for the Sopranos heads, also, uh, the Silvio, like, getting mad at everything. It was going to be Pauly, but Pauly, the, uh, Tony Sirico, was, like, uh, had, had surgery that week or something. So they rewrote it for Silvio to get really mad. Just a fun Sopranos fact. Um, yeah. Fuck Christopher Columbus. Uh, Christopher Cuck Columbus, more like it. Um, <laughs> Ice Cube hates the Jews. Let's talk about it. Yeah, he, he's just been sharing. Uh, like, I saw him share a picture of this mural where it's, like, multiple like Jew, you know no known jewish financiers like you know like the rothschilds and stuff like sitting around what the like, fuck are you doing you have like millions of followers what are you doing i don't know it's I, always I think, someone like, like that it's never someone who's like a pretty big celebrity it's someone who's like oh a lot of fucking people know who this person is and a lot of fucking people have been like really inspired by his shit over the years and they'll probably still fuck with him but it's just like dog Dude, just keep your money and shut the fuck up. Say that to your spouse or to someone on the phone. Like, come on. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty bad. And, like, he's had a history of now it. Now we there's know. 
Now you're yeah. fucked. Yeah. I mean, there's a Daily Beast article. I don't love the article because it un uncritically, like it uncritically says Jeremy Corbyn is an anti-Semite, which is patently untrue. Jeremy Corbyn is the ultimate boy and uh, he, he loves the Jewish people and uh, that is a smear and the Daily Beast can suck, but they do nice. expose people because they don't give a shit because they're a tabloid. Uh, let's, let's continue. No, oh my God, the Jeremy Corbyn one was so funny because they were literally saying that the, he gave, um, th this one person was saying that like Jeremy Corbyn was an anti-Semite because he gave someone a copy of A Christmas Carol. <laughs> and it's like, and then they were like, you know that Charles Dickens was a noted anti-Semite. Like, all right, this is a serious reason. I didn't know that. I, I'm a Jew. I have the book. <laughs> so continuing with like the, in the accidental anti-Semitism corner, we have, uh, or maybe not so accidental, who knows. Chelsea Handler, Jamila Jamil, the, my absolute fave, and Jessica Chastain all shared videos of Minister Louis Farrakhan of the Nation Farrakhan. of Islam. Farrakhan! When they talk about Farrakhan, call me a hater. You know what they do? Call me an anti-Semite. Stop it! I'm anti-termite. The Jamila Jamil one was so pure. She is she like just the like, worst who? person on social media. Oh my She's god! Absolutely one of the dumbest people out there. All she does is like. She had the George Bush one where she's like, I just looked up this guy, George Bush. Turns out he's a terrible guy. I was like, ma'am, you're like 38. Like, you lived through the Iraq War. You know who George Bush is, you dummy. But, the interviewer um, in England, like, you know, they sent a lot of troops to Iraq. I'm sure you heard about it, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah Tony Blair it was like arm in arm with George Bush on the Iraq. Like, I'm sure you, like, had to have heard of him at least and, once. And Chelsea Handler uh, famously said she was going to quit comedy in 2016 after Trump won to become an activist. And then she basically just went on tropical vacations for literally years. Like you can look at her Instagram. That's not. Uh, she didn't do shit. She continues to not do shit. She is a, she's an awful person. Jessica Chastain, I don't know too much about, but she was in Zero Dark Thirty, which is a uh, Defense Department funded film. Uh, I've never seen it and I don't care to. Farrakhan is like the you know de facto leader of the Nation of Islam. He did yes. organize the Million Man March in Washington, D.C. So um, like I remember they were trying to cancel the original organizers of the women's the 2017 Women's March, the one after um, Trump was inaugurated because like, like Tamika Mallory and like some of the other people um, had organized with Farrakhan before. But like I, I mean, even though Farrakhan is like a vicious anti-Semite, yeah, it's serious homophobe, um, you know, p pushing the theories that, like, the, you know, obviously, like, Nation of Islam has, like, some serious... You did clash theory. with Malcolm X a lot, yeah. too, so that was okay. a thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and Nation of Islam also has has had some, you know, some of their, like, the tenets that he plays up that he um, was, like, in influential in getting to become, like, the mainstream, like, dogma of Nation of Islam are, like, theories that, like, you know, the white people were created by the evil wizard Yakub, and there's a lot of weird stuff in there. You've but, caught um, me up. Yeah, I know all that kind of shit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but so what was so funny about this, though, Sam? I think you're about to say, so I'll no, let you say it, but... What was so funny to me the about me this... The messengers. <laughs> no, the messenger, the people who retweeted, or I think it was on Instagram, so they, like, shared a video of him talking, and Jamila Jamil is like, who is this wonderful man who's perfectly summing up white fear right now? 
I think I think it's hilarious because like I guess if you didn't know at all who Farrakhan was like at all for whatever right. reason um and then you saw a video of him talking about like white supremacy you'd be like wow he's like telling the truth because he usually is telling the truth but about, about a billion followers like, I would do a second of research because I'm like yeah. a lazy piece of shit you're sitting in quarantine do a google yeah read the wiki you would find this information but yeah all these people right like like Chelsea Handler Jamila Jamil Jessica Chastain, just a bunch of like rich, not all white, just a bunch of rich women, uh, just sharing videos, being like, I'm so inspired by Louis Farrakhan, <laughs> noted homophobe and anti-Semite. No, the Handler video, like his name is listed in the video. So I'm like, you like you didn't even like throw him a quick Google to double check. I don't know. Um it's honestly, even formative Jewish, shit. it's crazy. In this era, right? It's so fucking easy to find out so like almost two seconds about almost everyone and the fact that you like you probably woke up and were just like oh fuck i haven't made any post at all recently i have to just throw some shit out there but like it's got to be some like not like chapter one shit so i'll talk about farrakhan real quick and it's like yeah but you didn't really like this shit is just being thrust out there without you having known any you know hand someone some fucking plate you spent six hours on without asking them if they're allergic to any of the specific ingredients or spices in it. Yeah. You know, I worked so hard on this shit. That's going to just not really, it's not for it. That was bad. I didn't do any research at all. No, but it's, I think it's kind of how, honestly, I think we're all guilty of that in some, at some point. Oh yeah. But it's like when you make millions of dollars. dollars. Yeah. But when you make, yeah. When you make your bread on your fucking Instagram, maybe like do a Google anyway. We have to talk about Matt Gates and Nestor. So Sam, please, please. Okay. So Matt Gates, just the <laughs> his insane. I think he's bl- I would say a blockhead. Like he looks so he, strange. He does look like a block. He looks kind of like a, a stereotypical bully from like a cartoon. Now, but, you know, um, are you familiar with Matt I'm, Gates? I'm I'm looking at this right now. This 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 is like the White House version of of when like Drake had his whole like son controversy like Adonis yeah this is this is like that but for like the political world yeah and honestly man I'm so like dude colorism in the Latin community is like ridiculous this shit is not this this doesn't mean a goddamn thing dude yeah so the story is that Matt Gates who I think is like he's a representative from like Florida very chaotic, very far right. I remember he he was doing one of those like storm the Senate for to demand I don't know some, like, <laughs> like we cut taxes. We for, share like, no blood. Right. Yeah, stop, reduce like, the deficit or I'll, or I'll bring my assault rifle. Yeah, something like I don't know. He's one of these idiot like performative idiots. He's very he he buys into like the Trumpian kind of uh, rage that or you know whatever. And um, he had this bizarre t- like tweet where he was said he was revealing his like son of color who was a like a cuban man he's like of course he came here legally uh you know he's yeah, not a legal I immigrant but um, oh boy supposedly they had like he the nestor had been like his staffer at one point and people were like this is the first anyone's ever heard of matt gates's son who is also appears to be around the same age as matt gates matt gates is not old he's a young uh, he's a young politician so it's entirely unknowable. I like it mainly because of the memes people have done, like um, using the exact text from his tweet and sharing a picture of like the eraser head baby or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that one, like, this that is one my killed son me. That I'm very no, proud that's of. That's good. 
So yeah, Matt Gates and Nestor, you canceled. Um, right, this one, this next one, I just want to, we'll, we'll be very brief because I don't think we can give this enough time that it deserves. But like, I feel like just with everything going on, women have been more able to speak up about uh, experiences with celebrities. Uh, just three that uh, were some of the biggest ones that have been uh, Me Too'd, let's say, uh, are Chris D'Elia, Ansel Elgort, and Justin Bieber. Um, Chris D'Elia uh, is accused of basically grooming hundreds, like, like this was his whole thing, grooming young like teens to have sex with him. Uh, Justin Bieber similarly uh, forced uh, someone to go into bed with him, uh, a woman, and then and, and so said that if she told that there would be uh, consequences. Ansel Elgort, uh, he's been accused uh, of sexual assault by, I believe, a 17-year-old. So I don't think these allegations would have come out necessarily uh, not in this, this moment in history. Ansel Elgort is literally, like, set to be Tony in the fucking West Side Story Spielberg movie. Are they going to reshoot the whole thing like they did with Kevin Spacey in that movie? Do you know how much money that will cost? But they might do it. Also, I, I hate him in Baby Driver, so that would be, the, like, not to, not to be glib, but sorry, uh, uh, Sam. So you're say. happy that the story came out because you did not like his performance in Baby Driver? No, I'm happy it came out because he hurt somebody and it, he deserves to be exposed, but also nah, baby, his performance, I know. His performance in Baby Driver stinks. <laughs> Kevin Spacey's in the movie, too. Uh, shout out Edgar Wright, though. He's a good guy. Um, <laughs> Ian, what's your take on this? I mean, we all know comedians are creepy. I mean, that's, like, that's been known. Yeah. Um, I you don't mean, have to be, like, you don't have to have a grand theory on no, Me Too no, or anything I mean, here. Just, just this hard, specific, right? yeah. Where it's, like, the more you talk about it, the more you're, like, the faster you self-cancel. But I think that... Yeah, I might have self-canceled already. I don't know. I find that the people who talk about it more are less likely to do some shit and actions speak louder than words. Like I, you know, I'll talk about the fact that, Hey, you know, my, my last job, right. There was this, there was this Sudanese girl who worked there. Gorgeous. Found out she was 20. Stop talking to her. Cause I was like, look, I, I, that doesn't mean I'd say it right now. She hasn't changed over the past four three months like she's still just as gorgeous i'm sure but it's Ian, like do you still use dating I'll, apps do you feel comfortable when it's like eight, the, the age range is able to be 18 like that um, feels weird to me it does yeah i think that it's it, it is really really weird i i still do suburb shit um but yeah the it, 18 should not I just, I don't know. It's, You're not, it's, your brain's not fully developed right that's like science right yeah it is you're right that is correct um I don't know. It's, it's weird. Uh, oh, I remember getting into a conversation about this, about that 20 year old Sudanese woman that I'm talking about woman, right? I call her a woman. So that even right there is like hella cringy. And I'll admit that I'll fucking cancel myself no, right, no. right now. For all not, Ian, but just like the right under, thing. Under, under, understanding like the duality of like the whole fucking occurrence, right? In my head, in the fucking world, like that shit happens. And Anyway, so I'm talking to someone about it who's around my age, right? Like I'll be 28 in like a month, right? So I'm talking to someone about this who's, I don't know, a year older and then trying to be like, you know, it, it, like 24 is the limit. This is the limit. That's it. I'm like, yo, honestly, the, shit is on a spectrum. I will agree with what you're saying in terms of like, yeah, these, this is like potentially very predatory, but you don't know me 
personally. So that's my benefit of the doubt shit. And also, um, again, just going, I, shit, is, shit is not column A, column B. It's 2020. How is that like still a conversation we're having, right? As someone who studied yeah. art history, it's like we like postmodernism is a has, has been like a thing for like close to like 70 years now. So like let's yeah. try and talk about how that can be extrapolated and put into like society and like you know talk, it, 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 issues like that make me think about when people used to talk about women's rights in relationship to to Middle Eastern women wearing hijabs and things, right? And it's like, you, you can't just rip that off their head and think you're liberating them. No, you know? it's literally the opposite. You are like, you're, um, what's the word? Imprisoning them in your worldview. Exactly, right? You know, like people have, um, what the fuck, free agency, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, there are situations where like they don't, but um, there are plenty of, you know, people who left the Muslim faith who live in Europe and the United States. And there are plenty of people who left Europe and the United States because they're like, the shit that goes on here is fucking haram, bro. I'm dipping. And that's fair. Yeah. I mean, can you blame them? All right. Why don't we get into like the last cancellation I have? Ian, do you have any more before I get into this last one? Because this last one's kind of like my grand finale. Um, you know, I want to touch on this real quick. So there's a, and I don't, you know, it, it's again, I don't, this is, this is my like, liberal bs like yo radicalize yourself you fucking suburb fuck but listen so there's this dj right um uh british dj been in the scene for many years jane fitz um you know got a lot of great sets i mean really prolific right i, I one of my friends who's a dj at one point told me that one of the relationships he values most in the dj world is his with her with with jane fitz right because you know elder figure type shit um so there's a DJ producer collective that's um, like NYC based for the most part called Disc Woman, right? They do a lot of um, social and political activism. Disc Woman on the whole is fucking lit. They're, all of their content is excellent. And um, when the quarantine due to the coronavirus pandemic started, they were like, hey, we have a lot of people who are like out of work 100%. These gigs have been canceled. If you can donate, please do. Um, and Jane Fitz was like, Basically saying some pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. I hate this kind of I'm, I want to hand out type shit. I've been a female DJ for like 30 years and I've always had to be as good or better than any male DJ I've been with. But then completely glossing over the fact that like I'm pretty sure you play a lot of like black music. So what are you going to just like not support like at some point someone who's currently disenfranchised might make a song that you think is a banger that you play at all of your sets and that you make a lot of money from playing like it, it all What's is the ethics of that of like sampling someone who's like if you're a famous person like not not to go too deep into it but just like like is um, that is that something people like or is that something people are like feel fucked up fucked over about? it's it's uh it's a very fine line there there was um i haven't heard any activity from this specific record label um so it's called jongno edits and jongno is a specific like neighborhood district in seoul in south korea and um they're like really cool like disco edits of like old korean songs um at the time it was like groundbreaking shit like whoa this is really cool i've never heard like disco edits of like you know korean 
folk and like early 70s, like their equivalent of disco, right? Come to realize the label is headed by some French guy and the label has since basically been canceled, right? Because it just yeah. seems, it seems too, like, it's too fetishizy, too armchair, like, like out, you know, I'm looking in and it's not like this is coming from the community and it just seems kind of lame now, actually, now that I know that this is where it's all coming from, uh, you know. Yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a bummer when, like, like same thing with me in like comedy. It seems like the scene is just like not as cool as it was when Louis C.K. was popular. Yeah. Who I literally like, you know, say what you will about him. When I see his face, I just feel like disgust, uh, having been a big fan of his. But it's a major letdown. It's like, yeah, it, you 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 don't forget that shit. Yeah. So I don't know you start to like wonder like god was it was it always like this or what what did i not notice or anything but you yeah know, I mean, there are a bunch of music yeah. you know, labels djs people right like giggling this german label was canceled like years ago because the fucking head was just like i wouldn't ever dj a festival if i was on the same stage with a woman and if that's the case i gotta play after her because i'm better than her it doesn't matter how good she is guy it's 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 this is like a a white masculine thing that we're talking toxic about toxic masculinity here. sort of yeah thing. hell yeah and it's like there's so many instances of that having happened over the past i mean even five ten years you know it's a long so, discipline right anyway no so i no i think that's important stuff thank you for uh adding that to the conversation art even, shit you know no i think that's you know it's relevant but this story, uh, the final cancellation on the list, uh, I will introduce because I added it at the end because it, it makes me very excited. Uh, I'm just going to read from uh, The Hollywood Reporter, the first like two paragraphs. Um, Behind the fall of live PD, cops, and reality TV police. Because I've hated this shit for years. And then suddenly, it's gone. But here, I'm going to read it. This article is by uh, Rick Porter in The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, after ordering 100, 160 new episodes of its flagship series in May, A&E execs pulled the plug as protests over police violence led to criticism of the genre as a, quote, PR arm of law enforcement. That's a mainstream position now. The end of Live PD on A&E was as fast as it was stunning. Within days of the show being temporarily pulled June, June 6th in the wake of the nationwide protests against police violence, one of the top-rated series on cable was gone for good June 10th when both A&E and producer Big Fish Entertainment decided to shut it down. I don't know if you guys knew this show, Live PD, but it was, like, extremely popular. And Cops, I mean, we all grew up with Cops, that stupid theme song. Like, Cops, uh, I mean, it, it's, bad it's done, boys, too. Bad boys, It's, like, <laughs> the, such the, a the fucking, like, anyway. Yeah, bad, may, bad boys, was... as if these were the good, the good, the good guys were... The, the ones in the uniform and the bad boys were these usually like homeless people. Like, I mean, it was a disgusting show. It always was. And if I may, it is very problematic for, uh, you know, something that serves white supremacy, like the police to be culturally appropriating a reggae song. Absolutely. Yes. No, so I just think this is a huge victory in like, in like, because cable TV is like, believe me, like they don't get rid of shit unless they they take it like, they're like, oh my God, we're going to lose so much money if we keep this on. But like they realize, and again, I don't applaud the networks because they put the shit on, they, they put the shit into the world. But yeah. at the same time, pulling them is like canceling them literally is like, that is a huge step. Yeah. 
And um, so Big Fish, the studio that produces Live PD, um, also produces Love and Hip Hop and Black Ink Crew. Fuck. I know. Um, yeah. Really getting to the bottom of the barrel of like. No, but uh, the one, another piece of this cancellation is it's not just the the tone of it clashing with the kind of uh, sentiment of the day. It's also that they're apparently um, Big Fish destroyed unaired footage, allegedly, showing the 2019 killing of Javier Ambler in um, Boston, Texas, which was another Fuck. part of the reason for, for so. So they were I shooting mean, and then these, they, 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 they were shooting uh, the show and they had footage of a, of a police murder? Yes, supposedly. And so, I mean, if we're talking about these being propaganda, hiding that footage is almost as crucial as, 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 um, showing the footage that they do show oh and um on those shows let me also tell you this um they would often uh trick people into signing tv releases by saying like here's a release and they would think like oh that means i get out that means i get they let me go yeah but they would they would literally like trick fucking like you know people who were homeless or uh, addicted to drugs or you know have gone through like sexual violence or any number of things like the people who cops target mostly uh black or latino or people of color um, and even, you know, poor white people too, they would lie to them and, and get them to sign a TV release. And then they'd be humiliated on television, um, at the worst moment of their life. And if you're interested in this, check out the podcast by Dan Taberski, who did the Richard Simmons podcast, missing Richard Simmons podcast. And, uh, it's called running with cops. It's a uh, six episodes. It's really quick. And you'll understand how insidious all this stuff is. Uh, I think we should move into story time, sure. which we're going to bring back for today. Back in the day, we used to tell stories at the end of our um, Mm. episodes, which got nerve wracking after a while because I'd be like, I've honestly told every good story that's ever happened in my life. Like, what am I supposed to do now? Make something up? Well, now we don't have to make stuff up because, you know, we already spoke about this in the live stream. So I just want to get it on the podcast. Uh, I think all three of us have stories with cops. So Sam and I will go first. Then, Ian, you'll close out the show. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so my story is really quick. Basically, on the last day of eighth grade, my uh, group of friends, which was, you know, whatever, like 15 white kids, was literally terrorized by the chief of police, whose name I will name right now on the fucking podcast, Albert Maloof. He uh, terrorized us, literally like threatened, threat, like he, it was this, we all thought we were going to like go to jail or something. We were literally walking to get an Arizona iced tea and he, and he terrorized us over jaywalking in fucking suburban new jersey jaywalking literally a nothing crime there's no cars on the road this is not to keep anyone safe these are little white kids this is not to say that i understand what police violence against black people is that i that i've experienced anything like that i'm just saying this is what small town cops do to literal 13 year old white kids so think of what the fuck they'll do to anybody else um sam um, yeah, I guess continuing the thread of uh, suburban cops uh, being mean to white kids. Um, I was uh, outside of 7-Eleven with, I believe, exactly like one gram of marijuana in my pocket. And this is back. Busted! This, is- this the whole podcast was just to get you to admit that. <laughs> Thank you. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm doing time now as a, as, you know, as a result of that <laughs> heinous crime I committed. But um, I remember not wanting to get into the car to drive away because I was with like two other people. And it was like in Jersey, when you're 17, you can only drive with one other person in the car. Um, so I, I knew that they pull a lot of people over. And this is something that maybe Dan and I haven't mentioned, but um, our area compared to like other areas I'm in is like really over-policed. Um, oh God, and- end of the month, like you're, you're gonna get pulled over. So yeah. you better not have weed in the car. Or, like you better, like you better be really careful about like keeping the speed limit. Cause like they will find you. Like I've gotten pulled over literally like for rolling through a stop sign when I didn't, like I, I my brake was on. So like, I, I, I've had so many experiences with that that I don't even wanna like start unpacking them. Yeah, there's Thank a you lot. for reminding me of that suburb <laughs> shit yeah, yeah thank you for reminding me of that that's an angle no definitely i mean even compared to like you know living in dc supposedly the most heavily policed um city in the country i um like i remember seeing just so many more cops in jersey and even to this day like my mom tells me about getting she gets she has like a bunch of you know like liberal bumper stickers and stuff and she gets pulled over way more frequently than you would expect like at least like once every like two wait your mom who's yeah, like my mom has like dri- drives in like stickers. the yarn mobile yeah literally the knitting mobile has like Jesus. knitting bumper stickers and stuff and gets pulled over all the time um disgusting and it's, it's kind of weird like it's just over policed so like for us you know for someone like my mom she's like oh hello officer and they're like okay but for someone else you know traffic stops can be really lethal for um for black people and uh people of color but um the but yeah i so i was again there's a ton of cops in our area and uh, i was outside 7-eleven with like two friends i had like a gram of weed in my pocket i was afraid to get in the car so i was kind of loitering the cop pulls up to us like where we were standing and says like what are you doing out here we don't have like any good answers because we're like oh we uh walked here and uh we're just getting 7-eleven or or you know cvs candy or whatever and uh they eventually ended up searching us which i mean they had like no real reason like reason or right to do but you can't really when you're a kid you're not gonna say no right because then they're gonna just like slam your head against the wall even if you're an adult like what are you gonna say like give me a warrant it's just gonna like at a certain level especially if you're not if you're not white you're gonna think like um this might just piss the cop off more and then they might just you know then they might really escalate so you i don't know you end up complying um i ended up complying they found my gram of weed they uh they cuffed me and threw me in the back of a cruiser to drive me like around the corner to like the tiny ass like police station (laughs) (laughs) you know what's even more infuriating is i was i know where that police station is um and i i was um I was arrested within like, like you could see the New York border from where, and back then I think Jersey since has like loosened up its marijuana laws. But um, at that time, New York had it basically decriminalized. So if I had gotten picked up by police, like 200 feet in like a direction from where I was standing, I would have gotten maybe like a, like a small fine or something. And I don't know, like nothing really bad happened to me. Obviously I got it like expunged my record by jumping through a bunch of hoops and like going through a class and hire you know i had to hire a lawyer and all this like dumb shit traumatizing and, uh, though to be cuffed as a child yeah. and i mean like you know you can yep. say like oh if you don't want to get cuffed don't have weed in your pocket like whatever Fuck that everyone point. smokes like, weed come on also, yep. like, yeah everyone smokes weed now um and also i'm like as a kid like I, I don't know i didn't it was like a really kind of like brutal crash course and like how far the state's willing to go and again like i will echo dan sentiment this is nothing compared to like what people of color deal with on a daily basis um like it's you know it's, but again they'll do that to you yeah cuffs uh, suck. that shit hurts 
the back of a cop car doesn't have any cushions or anything. It's it like doesn't. hard plastic, um, yep. and you're handcuffed, and they don't give you a seatbelt or anything. So like even and they also drive oh, so you're like recklessly. Fly, flying around. Yeah, the yeah. cop was driving pretty recklessly when I was in the car, even though we weren't going that far. So I was like getting tossed around and shit like that, and I was just disgusting. Like, it's just, I was just, just like just... I felt like so weird and dehumanized. Um, All of that is true. Yeah. I have been I have been there with that on my like i've been uh, yeah that shit yep that shit is all true so then yep. with that I'll, I'll pass it over to you ian like let's, ian, let's see uh, if you've had some stories uh <laughs> alleg- and of course these are all alleged allegedly uh, allegedly yeah. you yeah. can't don't get try to trouble. prosecute me for shit that like i may or may not have done when i was like like 11 years ago <laughs> ian take us home here we're at, we're at almost uh, hour 45 or something so why don't you take right. us home so, like give so, us any any stories you got what do you got allegedly at one point i think no, I'm kidding. Um, so I'm driving around, right? This is, um, I'm, I'm visiting, I'm trying to think of, of a good, like, yeah, I'll say this one, and then that one, and then that one. All right. So <laughs> I, I have a fair few more than we do. <laughs> so so um, I'm hanging out with some friends of mine. I haven't really hung out with them in a while. But back then, I was their buddies. Um, they, it's uh, an apartment in Harlem. Uh light-skinned latino man a white man and an asian man right and i'm at this apartment buddies of mine two other white guys and a black guy right so um it's a nice little stew we have going on i along with the two white guys who did not live at this apartment in harlem go with the so the so the, uh, the three people the three residents of this of this apartment stayed in their apartment I'm hanging out with some other like Rockland County people. Like we're all visiting our friends kind of shit at the same time. Like it's just carpool type shit. Um, the person who drove was like, yo, let's go like, you know, smoke a J cruise around. This is like uh, up in Harlem on the West side. So it's kind of by all of like that elevated parkway shit, like 135th kind of zone. Um, so it's a little more like, affluent suburban type shit but it's just kind of like that one like that one avenue for a little while anyway so driving around with the fucking he's got the windows down he's driving slow i mean it's like you might as well put the fucking bat signal up (laughs) cops pull us over and i'm in the back with the black guy right and the two white dudes are in the front kind of right and, you know, cop pulls us over and basically says, like, get the, like, basically, he doesn't even say get off the road. He's, I, the only part of this that I remember specifically, and of course I'd remember this, is he's like, next time, keep your fucking windows rolled up. And whoa, I was like, yo, whoa, I was, no shit. So then fast forward to like, I don't know, this is some months later. I'm I'm taking two thirds of those people down to some bar in Nyack, right? I'm the designated driver. Two of the three people, the black guy is not present from the previous story, but the two white guys are, right? And then some other white girl. Um, And she's going to be important for the third story because this this is my favorite one. Um, So the four of us are on on the DD. We're going back. You know, I'm, these guys are, Getting on my fucking nerves. So I'm driving a little fast, right? But I'm sober. Um, but it just like, I get pulled over. Everybody else is like fucking wiling out. And the cop is just kind of like, no, I don't like, sorry. Like you're leaving your car here on the side of the road. And I'm like forcing you guys to like, call a cab type shit. Like 
I don't wait, wait, wait. He's he he said you had a DUI or something? No, he was just kind of like I like I I didn't cut it as a as a designated driver and for some inexplicable what? reason. I don't know. Like I Wait, wait, I, but he didn't give you he didn't give you a reason. No. But it was just like I like you are like not I'm I'm you can't drive these kids home the the remainder of the way. You had a license, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything was everything was what fine. The fuck, like man. Like I and and this is kind of my whole like, um. You're a person of color. You escape the city. You move to the suburbs. You try and just lay low, kind of mentality your whole life. And so I was kind of just like, "Fuck it, yeah. I guess I'm just gonna not make a big stink about this, even though like it categorically does not make any sense at all." Anyway. Get in the cab, boom, boom, boom. They're drunk. I front the bill. They pay me back later. It's kind of just like some shit we don't discuss. Um, and then at one, so this girl who's in the back, right, um, has several siblings. Um, she's one of four, right? Um, two brothers, two sisters, uh, brother, sister, brother, sister, in that like age order, right? So the 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 younger son, right, um, big big doobie toker, big mushroom muncher, you know, all that, you know, everything in between kind of shit. Yeah. The psycho knot. Yeah. Solid shit. So, um, I remember like at one point, like he went to school, got kicked out for selling some shit that wasn't weed and then got sent to a different school and might've gotten in like big trouble for selling some other shit. Maybe it was just weed. So it was like a slap on the wrist, but not a kick in the groin so he could stay and graduate, get his degree shit, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that's this family that exists, right? The girl that I was driving, drunk driver, you know, I'm the, I'm the designated driver anyway. Her, she has a son who does a lot of shit that like has gotten him a lot of attention in the past. Um, so the family, you know, a few people in there who like to, you know, pour up, smoke up the whole, you know, kitten caboodle. I, at one point, this is a little while later, am driving with weed in my car would smoke weed in my car but in the cautious. trunk or like where is no, it? where is it it's like in the glove compartment allegedly, of course. Oh, allegedly, allegedly, right? allegedly. yeah I, yeah um so and i'm allegedly driving to my friend's house allegedly right and alleged no, and so <laughs> and so um oh you know what it was i had recently got a broken tail light because i was driving in the city and like had to stop kind of short at a stop sign, but then, it, you know, anyway, I had a broken tail. Yeah, it happens. And I was like going to get this thing. I mean, it was like kind of right around Thanksgiving. So I was like, okay, I got to get this address like a little after, like I get to wait a few days kind of shit. These guys are like on vacation, obviously. They're chilling out for the week of Thanksgiving. They're like, yo, I, I'm not going to do an oil change now. Just fucking deal with it later. So I got my car with a busted taillight. I'm driving to a friend's house. And allegedly, I was a fool because allegedly I didn't have this weed in the trunk of my car. And my car also allegedly smelled like weed because I had smoked in it allegedly previously, allegedly. Mm-hmm. And the cops pulled me over because they allegedly. see busted taillight, boom, boom, boom. Allegedly, I had this busted taillight. So they see this a car allegedly reeked. So they allegedly searched it and allegedly found some shit. Fuck. And the judge that I am placed in front of is the father of that girl designated driver incident who has the brother who got kicked out of two separate universities for selling what the fuck dude 
And it's just kind of like, wow, small ass world. It's really, really fucking weird that like, it's just, it's just mad weird, man. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's you know, like, um, it's like, it's someone, you know, I mean, personally, right. right. And then it's like, okay, so you have to go through like some, some like eval as far as like, are you an addict or are you just a dumb kid? Right. So you go through the eval allegedly, and then you allegedly are just some dumb kid. Um, but you got to go allegedly to these meetings for a little while. But he he couldn't just like help you out, like let you like be like, oh, I know this kid, he's he's fine, like he hangs out with my daughter, like let him go. Nah, Bizarre. goose egg. Um, so, you know, community service. So you're faced at a few of these, you know, gatherings, um, and like expose yourself to people who have been like in the prison system for like decades, kind of thing. And I'm just kind of like, damn, like. You, you and I did the same shit, but you got another like 28 months of being here, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's like really, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's nuts. Yeah. It's not, uh, it's not nuts like fuck. I don't get it. It's just nuts like I, why is this still an existing thing? So is that a weird conflict for you at that point where, you know, in the story, like, you know, you're like, you don't think you did anything wrong, but then you see, and then you're, you get, I'm not even going to call it a slap on the wrist because what happened to you was fucked up, but it's like, you see, you then you're suddenly doing community service with people who are like doing time or have been to prison and you almost feel like, oh, what they did to me was nothing, even though it wasn't nothing. Yeah, it's weird. It's it puts, weird. It, 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 weird. Puts, it puts suffering in context that it should never be in because it's, you know, that's not scare tactics that's like i don't know chalk that up with waterboarding obviously below it but it's like that kind of shit is not cool it's never no, been it's cool. th that's why i think like cops are fucking like terrorists in a way that's like it, by definition i mean okay like the way like, yeah, it shouldn't be a get out of jail it shouldn't it shouldn't be a get out of my shitty life and my lack of drive and education card kind of thing because if i, I you know you see a bunch of like social media posts Hey, I have to be, I go to, I go to law school for four years and this guy undoes it with his eight months of education. Hey, I'm going overseas. It's like, I made the choice to join the army. It's not really a get out of free card. I want to do this. Well, okay. Wikipedia terrorism is in the broadest sense, the use of intentional violence for political or religious purposes. So political purposes, uh, arresting you and making you go in front of a judge. That is, that is fucking like violence. That is weird. That is not, that is not acceptable um no matter what your fucking car smelled like you know it's it's, it's yeah it's fucking insane you know they and treated like, me nicely because i wasn't seasoned right so okay if you think if you were like a regular uh that they picked up they would they would probably uh not yeah, be I, as chill i got i you know gavel on table or whatever the fuck the metaphor is right and it's like the first thing that comes into my head is like yo didn't bill cosby say something about like there are good upstanding black men and then there are other expletives and i'm just kind of like this is like some like diluted that happening to me right now it's fucking yes. weird yeah like, no the cosby actually uh the cosby and i was like so, they, yeah. yeah like they see me i'm not seasoned and they're like now what do you say allegedly <laughs> yeah well uh ian if that's the end of the story uh, i thank you for uh opening up and sharing it on the uh on the show because that's uh i think uh important for our listeners to hear um thank you yeah you know i mean little things too they they used to be a groundskeeper at my private high school in new jersey i mean this is really more of like uh 
school shooting kind of response. Um, sure, but I'm sure, sure I'm, I, I, yeah, I'm sure a lot of people of color saw this as like, this opens a door to some questionable shit, right? How that's like, we no longer have like a groundskeepers. There's no like three or four of them. Now there's just like a cop on campus. Yeah, yeah. And it's like just having the, and we had, we had one too, I think in our high school. I don't think he was armed, but he was like a former cop. And uh, it definitely had, it was a weird vibe. You didn't get the sense he was there to, like, just protect the kids. You know, I mean, look at the Parkland. Uh, they, had a, they had a deputy, uh, and he didn't. He yeah. fucking stood outside while the shooting happened. So get the cops out of the schools, disarm, uh, defund, abolish. I mean, let's, 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 let's end this. Uh, like, come yeah. on. Yeah, give, give the guy who's about to shoot up the school, you know, few grand and be like yo let's sit down and talk about why the fuck you want to do this and let you know it's like mental health really honestly it would save lives right (laughs) yeah you know i mean my so my dad used to be a uh like like a social worker and i thank god that he wasn't a fucking cop because that could easily have happened yeah he was you know i mean yeah yeah (sighs) all right well i i think we should end it there ian do you have anything to plug um oh you know what if you're looking for a uh black business to support in flatbush hey i am at digits by d d e e digits by d um diana sabio like excellent hair and nail tech and i really applaud anyone who's in that line of work because with Mm. the fucking coronavirus it's like i mean you think about fucking i don't want to go to a coles and try on some fucking shirts anymore this person's dealing with hands and feet and grubby scalp all day and potentially beards and mustaches if she wants to do a guy and it's like oh she doesn't change how she works i mean that's that's a huge I mean, thing it, it, yeah it, i mean she's got like a line of products like you know ethically sourced ingredients like really interesting shit um but it just begs the question like that that's i mean what is this world gonna look like right like things you take for granted you know so Support well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this, uh, Ian. In in Flatbush, uh, right by the uh, grocery store, they boarded up an old navy, like with, with wooden boards, right, right, two blocks from my house. So, I think that's the attitude they have. They don't give a shit about like small businesses or whatever small businesses. It's, I don't. I don't want to nuts. get into that whole thing. Yeah, but, yeah, that's another you know, episode. That's yeah. But uh, and why don't you plug your Instagram so people can? Just, oh, uh, yeah, I am. You. It's kind. I, I am at pesotizing. Do not ask. I won't tell. P a s o t i z i ng thank you ian and um uh, of course you can follow me on twitter and instagram at spaventacular s-p-a-v-e-n-t-a-c-u-l-a-r uh sam uh why don't we plug this new instagram thing we have yeah i was gonna say you can follow me on twitter at wagstank w-a-g-s-t-a-n-k but um you can also follow the uh, the account the show the uh, hog planet show at hog planet podcast on instagram and we're posting we're posting stories we're gonna we're gonna post some good content on the grid we're just getting started uh, I, nice. I went out and got pictures of the uh, down statue of Albert Pike, who was a Confederate general who inexplicably has a statue or had a statue up in D.C., which they erected in like 1901, you know, like decades after the Civil War ended. It's kind of weird, but uh, it's no longer there anymore. So if you want to see pictures of the aftermath, I put those up uh, yesterday. Oh, and I also want to shout out all the music for the show is... Uh courtesy of our good friend joe bags uh find him on soundcloud he's uh super talented and uh the stuff he makes for the show is incredible i mean you're about to hear something uh from him so uh sam anything else no i think we did it ian uh any final words uh thank you for coming on the show we really appreciate it 
and I hope to have, I hope to have you back yeah. sometime. Yeah, I I want to come back for sure. Um, happy Father's Day, but love your mothers. Yes, uh, this won't come out today on Father's Day, but this is, that is when we recorded it. So cut that shit. No, I will not cut it. <laughs> I will leave it. All right, we're done. This is Hog Planet. They're a bunch of oinkers. Disarm, defund, abolish. Uh, bye bye. <laughs>